Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. It's always a really great privilege to be over in Market Harbour with you all and uh, to see all those lovely smiling faces or uh, smiling eyes, sort of. Um, and uh, this morning, I'm excited to share with you. Kids, I'm glad you're with me because I'm going to need some of your help this morning. Um, but I want you to bear in mind, I have not, um, I have not made this morning kiddie, right? There's not lots of games. There will be some shouting, don't worry. Um, but that's because I think that God wants to say the same thing to you guys as he wants to say to everyone else. So um, I want you to listen out this morning because I think God has got something to say to every single one of us, no matter our age. And um, the, what I want to share on this morning, I've, I've titled it, Making His Presence Our Priority. And so we, uh, this year, I believe, um, as I'm sure many people have said before, and you've probably heard before, is it could be a really significant year for us. Um, but it can be a significant year if we make the most of it. And uh, I think that this year will be really significant for us as a people um, if we have a fresh understanding of the importance and the priority that God being with us every day has. Um, that, the, that that has such an impact on us that we think, God, I need you in every situation, in every day with me to make uh, life possible. <laughs> because the way that God has called us to live as Christians doesn't work if he's not in it. He can't just give us ideas and principles for it to work. He's got to be with us, empowering us to make that work. And so um, th- this year, I'm, I'm excited. And uh, I-, I was reading some verses in the beginning of Exodus uh, earlier in the year. And uh, I-, I felt God highlighted some verses to me that I think um, really display Moses's uh, understanding and his priority for the presence of God. But before we get into that, I think it would be good to define some terms, okay? What we mean by priority and what we mean by presence, okay? Because if we don't understand those things, the rest of this is not going to make any sense. So, who in here is under 10 years old? Okay, a few of you. Now, anybody under 10 years old, can any of you tell me, and I have no idea of the British school education system, so I have no idea whether you will know this or should know this, but can any of you tell me what the word priority means. You don't know. That's fine. That's okay. This was a gamble. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Okay. Over here. Sort of. Yeah. Priority is a responsibility. It's something that's important. Definitely. Any other guesses? Any other, anything else to add to that? Yes. Over here. Sorry. Going first. Yeah. If you're, if something's a priority, it's first. It's number one. So when we talk about making God's presence our priority, it means making God's presence the number one most important thing in our lives. The next question, and I'll put this out to anybody, is what do you think the presence of God is? <laughs> how would you, if you had to describe the presence of God as simply as you possibly could, how would you describe the presence of God? Yeah? Being with God, Being with God yeah? Well, he's there, isn't he? Because if, if I'm in Dave's presence... Dave's got to be there. So that's great. So that means God's there. What else? How else would you describe it? Anyone? Yeah? The Spirit, yeah. So God's there by his Spirit. We know that Jesus has gone, to, has, has gone and he's now in heaven. He's poured out his Spirit, so that's how he's with us, definitely. Any, anybody else? Okay. 
Well, I've described it this way, just really simply. How I've described the presence of God is simply, it's somewhere you know God has been. So it's where God has been. And how would we know that? There are lots of different ways that we experience the presence of God. I loved your testimony this morning, Dave, and it was really, really important because what was incredible was that in the simplest of things, you knew God had been with you. And that's really important about when we talk about the presence of God, because the presence of God and being with God, you know, you read in the Bible about the seas parting, you read about miraculous things happening, and they are all really important, and we need to see those things. But actually, there's lots of descriptions of people just knowing that the presence of God was there. Nothing physically happening, but they knew that God's presence was there. Maybe it was peace. Maybe it was that they were engaged in something really, really important, and so they knew God was there. And for each of us, we, we need to be able to say, God, being with you and you being with me and me knowing that you are with me is the most important thing in my life. That's what it means to make God's presence your priority. So, um, what I would like this morning is, are there any kids in here that are good readers and feel confident about reading out loud a few verses from Scripture, from the Bible? I'm going to point to it. I'll tell you what to read. Don't worry. Yep, great. So, do you want to come up? Yeah? Brilliant. Would you like to come up? And would you like to come up? Fantastic. Who's going first, Mike? That's a great question. Who would like to go first? Who's the prior... Here we go then. <laughs> so, I'll hold this for you. So, can you read those words in orange? One day Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, take these people up to the promised land, but you haven't told me who, whom you would send with me. You have told me, I know you by name and I look favourably on you. If, you, if it is true that you look favourably on me, let me know your way so I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favour. And remember th- that this nation is your very own people. The Lord replied, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you the rest. Everything will be fine for you. Fantastic. You go sit down for me. Who's next? Excellent. Come in here. If you could read everything in blue. Then Moses said, if you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me, on me and on your people, if you don't go with us? For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all other people on earth. Fantastic. Thank you very much. And finally, if you could read everything in red for me. The Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked, for I look for favorably on your, and I know you by name. Moses responded, then show me your glorious presence. Fantastic. Come on, guys. Slightly embarrassed that I don't think I could have read that as well, but that's okay. Really appreciate that, guys. So we know who the, uh, the future preachers are in here, don't we? So this is a fantastic scripture, and I think there's some really key things that we can pull out from here that will show us how Moses made God's presence his number one priority, okay? The first one is Moses cares, okay? 
Can you all say that? Moses cares. That's number one. Okay. And Moses cared about who was with him. He really cared about who was with him. I um, I used to work in sales and I used to travel around the country and I got into that quite early in my life, in my career. And I I started when I was 21 years old and uh, and I started in sales having uh, the, the entirety of the rest of the sales team got sacked. And then I was doing something else, and the boss said, well, you've been in all the sales training, so why don't you have a go at this? I was like, okay. (laughs) So uh, that's how I ended up working in sales, and it was just me and my sales manager, um, because he was overseeing a big team, and then it was just me. And his name was Paul Bullitt. So yes, we used to sign into meetings as Bullitt and Shooter. Um, We also used to work with a girl called Ammo, so it was Ammo, Bullitt and Shooter. Um, But the first time, one of the first times I uh, went to... Uh, when I was travelling, I had to go to London. And uh, I, I, I went to London. It was kind of the first time I'd ever been to London um, and had to really navigate the tube in quite a significant way. Okay? And so I downloaded my app on, on, the, uh, on my phone that would work without internet because I knew underground, probably no internet. Now there is. That's terrifying. But anyway, not the point. The point was, I went with Paul and uh, I had my app ready and I was like, right, Paul, we're going to do this. Now, Paul had been travelling around London for the majority of his career, okay, and he basically, what I decided, was broke into a sprint the second we got off the train, and I had to just keep up with him as he followed him round. He didn't even barely need to look at what the, where we were going and the signs, because he just knew how to get there. And I followed him, and I was like barely keeping up with him. He's jumping indoors, I'm pushing people out of the way, but... But Paul knew what he was doing and he knew where he was going. And do you know what? I, I felt so confident being with him because he knew what to do. And I cared that I was with him because being with him gave me a confidence to do something that actually I couldn't have done on my own. I couldn't have done that without the app and without, the, um, without all the, the kind of kit. But being with Paul gave me all the confidence I needed. And Moses is making a point in this scripture that he knows he needs God with him. He needs God with his people. Those verses right at the beginning, um, he says, God, who, uh, will you go with us? We need, I need you to go with us. Um, and, he, and, and, Paul, uh, sorry, and God will go with us. It matters uh, whether God's with us or not, and it matters um, if, he's, uh, if he's with us in the day-to-day normality of life or if he's in us in the big things, it matters that he's with us all the time. And in fact... If you go back to verse 2 in uh, Exodus 33, um, God actually says to to Moses, I will send an angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. So God has already said to Moses, oh, by the way, I'm going to send an angel with you. And Moses' response is not, wow, an angel. It's God, if you don't go with us, we're not going. (laughs) It's like an angel isn't good enough, God. Because you have to go with us. You are the person. Moses really cares that God goes with him. No one else will do. Okay? No one else will do. That's number one. Moses cares. Say, Moses cares. Moses cares. Excellent. Number two is, Moses understands. Say, Moses understands. Moses understands. Thank you. Moses understands what God being with him and his people actually means for them. In verse 15, he says, Moses, Moses said, if you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me, on me and on your people, if you don't go with us? 
For your presence amongst us, you being with us, God, sets your people and me apart from all the other people on the earth. You know, lots of people could go out on the streets and look after drunk people on a Saturday night. Okay, it doesn't take Christians to do that. But the question is, is are we going with the presence of God? There's lots of, I don't know, I, I, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, right? But for me, when I, worked in, uh, when I worked in my office, different offices over the years and restaurants and different jobs that I've done, there are lots of nice people. There are lots of people who actually would choose to live quite similarly morally to me as a Christian. Okay, so there's lots of nice people out there, right? So what defines me, what defines you from every other person in the world? What makes you guys different in your school from every other kid? It's the fact that God is with you. God being with you matters, really, really matters. Moses, uh, by this point in the, in the story, okay, um, does anybody know what Moses wrote on tablets of stone? Yeah? The Ten Commandments. Yeah, God, God gives him the Ten Commandments. And do you know, does anybody know what he designed as well, what God gave him a design for? Big tent. Anybody remember the name of the big tent? Tabba, Tabba, Tabba. Temple, sort of. Before the temple? Tabernacle. Tabernacle, yes. Great word. Rolls off the tongue. Okay. So at this point, Moses already has the law. Okay. So all the things God wants them to do as a people. And he has the way that they can worship God. So he has. So it's, it's like Moses has the Bible. Moses has the, the musicians. He has the songs. He has everything. And yet, for Moses, that's not enough. And I have to ask myself, do I think that just knowing what God says and being able to sing songs to him is enough? Is that enough for me? Or do I need to know that God is actually with me? Do I need to experience God every single day in a way where I walk into whatever situation I'm going to knowing God's with me? I've actually met with God. And people around are going to see because he has made me different and he's marked me out. Okay? And the reason I'm different is not because I follow every single one of these things and they make me look perfect. But it's because I know that all of these things, living the way that God wants me to, worshipping him with all my heart means that I am the perfect vessel for him to show, people off to, uh, show himself off to people through. That's why we follow God. That's why we worship him is so that we are this beautiful place for him to live. And uh, finally, okay, so we've got first one. What was it? Moses what? Moses cares. Moses cares. Second one? Moses understands. Moses understands. Fantastic. Third one is Moses responds. Okay, Moses responds. Everyone say Moses. You were already ahead of me. Everyone say it. Moses responds. Moses responds. Yes, he does. Okay. Moses is not content with knowing um, that God's presence is with him. He's not actually content. He's not happy just knowing that God has said, yeah, I'll be with you. Because look at these, listen to this verse, okay? So the Lord replies to Moses and he says, I will indeed do what you've asked. I will look favorably on you. Uh, uh, and I know you uh, because I know you, uh, sorry, I look fav because I look favorably on you and I know you by name. I told you I couldn't do it as well as these guys. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so God has responded to Moses and said, I'm going to go with you. I'm going with you, right? It's not up for debate anymore. 
I'm going. But Moses' response is not, um, great, see ya, I'm out of here. No, Moses' response is this. Moses responded, then show me your glorious presence. See, Moses, when he is faced with knowing that God is with him, his response to that is not, brilliant, I'll crack on then. It's, God, let me see you then. Let me experience you. Let me see your powerful presence. And if you read on the following verses, you see that God passes by Moses and he meets with him in a way that completely changes Moses. He's hungry and passionate for the presence of God and to meet with God in a way that he knows. And I've I've got to be honest, for me, this was like, I really felt God challenge me in this because sometimes it is enough. It feels like it is enough for me to know how, how to live. And that I'm following the things that God has said to me and and I'm worshipping in him and I'm doing everything because I kind of want to be like, oh, it's okay, God. You know, I don't want to bother you. But actually, that's not enough. I want to be with God. I want to actually experience him in a way where I go, wow. I I didn't just read a few lines of scripture, but actually God spoke to me. He met with me. And it doesn't matter whether anybody else understands it or believes it. I was in my bedroom And I was praying one night, and I was saying maybe the same prayer I say every night, but I knew that I met with God. I want that. I want to be like Moses like that, and not being satisfied with just knowing about God, but I want to know him. Um, And so, for each of us, that might look different, and it will look different in certain circumstances. It might be that you just know God has given you peace. It might be like Susan, when she shared, she just walked into that home and she knew God had set all this up so that I could be a good neighbour here. Because it could be, we lay our hands on someone and they recover and they're healed. And we go, wow, God's presence is definitely here. It might be that you do something kind for someone at school and all of a sudden they start telling you about some difficult things that have been going on. And you say, do you know what, can I pray for you? All of these different things are expressions of God's presence because they're not things we could do without him. They're not things we could... It's just reading a book if God isn't in it. It's just talking to thin air if God isn't in it when we pray. But actually when God shows up, when God meets with us, when his presence is our number one priority, things change. And so... I want, to, I want to go into this year asking myself, have I got the same attitude as Moses? Have all of you guys, all you kids, have you got the same attitude as Moses to say, God, I want to meet with you. I want to know you. I don't just want to go to church because my parents make me and I'm too young to stay at home because that's what I'd do if I could choose to. Actually, no, I want to be there because I know you're going to be there and God, I want to meet with you. That actually I'm going to open my Bible and I'm going to expect that you're going to speak to me. That you're going to tell me stuff that I can tell my friends at school. You're going to tell me stuff that I can encourage my parents with. That you're going to go into school and you're not going to be afraid because you know that God has been with you. It's really important for all of us that we say, God, if I don't meet with you, I'm not going to be happy. If I've not met with you, then I've not had enough. And so let's be those who prioritise the presence this year. Let's be those who make sure that being with God is our absolute number one priority. And you know what? If that desire isn't there right now, you can ask him for it. 
<laughs> this is the great thing about God, right? Is he never actually asks us to work anything up in ourselves. <laughs> he simply says, draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. As we've already heard this morning. Come near to me and I'll come near to you. Knock and the door will be open to you. And so if you're saying, do you know what? I haven't got that passion to be with you, God. Right now, it feels like just reading the Bible, being at church, being a good person is enough for me. But no, I know, I know that I want to desire to seek you, then ask him. Say, God, help me. Give me that desire, and he will. So, let's care about, like Moses, about who God is with us. Let's understand the difference God being with us makes, and let's respond, like Moses, by not being satisfied with only knowing about God, but experiencing his life in us, with us, and through us. Yeah? Amen. Amen. Well, I just want to pray for us all. You know, this morning, if you have, and it's absolutely fine if you don't stand up at this point, okay? Um, If you, this morning, you hear that and you go, yeah, do you know what? I want to make, you may have already made this decision. You might already know in yourself, God's presence is my number one priority. Fantastic. Stand up anyway. But if you're saying, yeah, and you know what? I want to, I want that to be my number one priority, wherever I am on that scale, whether, I, whether right now I'm, I'm not that bothered, but I want that to change, or whether you're down this line going, no, I, I want this, and I, I want this for my life. If that's you, why don't you stand up, um, just in response. Let's raise our hands to God, and I'd love to just pray and say uh, and on our behalf and just ask God to make himself known. And you know, the great thing is, right, when God turns up, he moves. Amen. And he, his presence... Because his presence is here, he wants to make himself known. And so I'm going to pray now, but if, but if God has stirred you with something, if God's given you a word, if he's given you a prayer for us as a people, I want you to come forward and, and share that. We're just going to ask the Holy Spirit to just show us God right now, okay? Because that's what he's here to do. He loves to reveal God. So, Jesus, I just want to thank you so much that as we started today, we reminded ourselves about what you've done for us. As, um, as we heard earlier on, Jesus, you've sent your spirit to live among us so that, our, so that your presence doesn't have to be outside of us anymore, but your presence is actually in us, that you go everywhere with us. And Holy Spirit, I just pray right now for each one of us that no matter where we are, whether we're coming to you today to say, God, put that passion in me, or whether we're saying, God, that passion is already there, but help me more and more to meet with you. Holy Spirit, I pray right now that for each of us, that you will reveal God to us. That this year would be a year where we know that we've met with you time and time and time again. Where we would know that there are loads of situations that we can point to. Like Dave was describing this morning, where we say, God, I I spoke to you and you met with me. That we'd have loads of situations like Susan shared this morning. Where we'd go into situations and know that you'd set the whole thing up. And we knew that you had been in the midst of everything that we were doing. God, our desire is to serve you. It's to love you. It's to bless you with everything that we've got, Jesus. And we pray that you will be glorified in our life. And that your presence, that being with you, that you being made known, would be our number one priority this year in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for joining us today. 
Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.